this is an automated doorbell. I put it in my mother-in-law's house, <laughs> and I just like put it behind a curio cabinet. Uh huh. And then when we, every once in a while, would pull up and I'd ring it, and she'd be like, "Where's this? Where's this noise?" Okay. <laughs> so, um, it, it totally bugged her. And then the joke was over after uh-huh. a few weeks, a few years. Come on, Nathan. <laughs> but a few years. This my brother. This? No, this is no, my this mother-in-law. Is mother-in-law. And so yeah. my my brother Seth put it in his office behind the fax machine. Well, he had the automatic doorbell button on his desk. And then when one person in their office went over to fax stuff, he would, and they had to fax stuff pretty regularly, like uh-huh, three or four yeah. times a week. And he would press the button. When he pressed the button on the on the fax machine, the Seth would press the button. So it'd be ding dong. <laughs> it was loud enough. And everyone was looking around. And some people were in on it. <laughs> and but most people weren't and so it went on for like a year that's pretty funny and the guy was like what am i doing differently than everyone else <laughs> and finally after the guy was just fed up with it that told him it was pretty pretty good i was telling telling gunner earlier that i had a ketamine treatment and i had it today and? like around 10 o'clock and I, they gave it to me, and it was kind of, I thought, over. So I just got up and left. Mm-hmm. Went over, like, uh, wife, we uh, wanted to get a sub sandwich, and so we went there. And they called me, and like, you have 45 minutes left on your treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm high on ketamine, walking around. Eating Subway. Eating Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Did your insurance pay for that? Pay for, yeah, this they pay for. Mm-hmm. So they pay for this, the one that you squirt in your, like the nasal one, not uh-huh. the, it, the injection. injection. Did you? I had to go, on? I had to go back to the clinic and they had to like properly check me out discharge and you. discharge yeah. me and everything. Cause I was under their care and I'm just walking around high on ketamine. So, but uh, for you, ketamine is not the answer. Um, no, I just wasn't. Just didn't do it. No, but it's all right. Yeah. I feel, I feel better with doing just regular counseling than ketamine mm-hmm. so, I think that's the answer okay here's another bishop okay. so, <laughs> I have five people who share my Netflix account four of them are family members so I can't delete them the fifth person is my neighbor who doesn't have a lot of money I see her two to three times a week working in the yard the problem is my girlfriend wants to share my account as well what should I do if I kick the neighbor off I have to explain why and then deal with the guilt of kicking off my account when she doesn't have the money to get her own. If I say no to my girlfriend, it will just it will be just as awkward. What do I do? Oof. Jeez, these are oh, some man. conundrums. I know it. This is good. I <coughs> um, I kind of like this one. So the the family, I want to get down to this one. Is your family are you referring to like immediate family like your kids? If so, kick your kids off. They don't need to have Netflix. If I could kick my kid off of the Netflix, that would be so cool. <laughs> I could kick him off of that. I refuse to allow him to watch YouTube. Mind-numbingly stupid stuff on YouTube. Oh, my goodness, is it bad stuff. What, you, you don't agree, Thor? No, I, I do agree. It's, I, all, it's all about the operator. It's all about the person, what they're searching for. 
It, yeah, it, it, you're, but it, so what are you saying about my kid? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying about, because my kid sits there and watches uh, video games all day long, someone else playing video games on YouTube? My no. kids did the same thing. I know. It's, and you it's know weird. how much that dro drove me crazy? You know, though, I'd walk in, I'd be like, why are you watching someone else play the game? Play the freaking game yourself. If But it, it makes just as much sense watching basketball. Because you're watching two people, you're watching two teams play, and you're watching it at home. Are you really? Nathan, that is such a good rebuttal. I'm actually upset at you. I'm actually upset at you because it's, it's so, so true. Good. It's so good. But I, I don't watch basketball really, so okay, I missed well, my mark. No, you, no, you didn't. You hit it right then on, Nathan. I, for years, I have felt this way about YouTube and like kids watching other people playing video games. Now I get uh, it. Now <laughs> I get it. Now I get it. Wow. There's stuff oh I don't. Gosh. There's still stuff I don't like that. I still some of it I don't get because it's like, yeah, they're playing a game differently, or I don't know. It doesn't seem. It I doesn't seem quite as entertaining. But unboxing videos. Like when someone orders something and then they get this thing and then oh, they do yeah. an unboxing video and you're watching them like, I'm taking off, I'm opening the box now, uh -huh. I'm taking out all of the stuff. And it does like, not do it for oh, me. Oh, geez, nope. that's maddening. Nope. Like, get to the I, I saw end. a couple Magic the Gathering ones where they'd open up packs. And, you know, it's like, no, nope. who cares? This is, If it was my pack, I'd be interested in seeing what was in it. But it's not my pack, <laughs> so who cares? No, some people, they just get off on that stuff. They yeah. love it. And, so, and, and I, some of the biggest can't. channels are that. Do you want, if someone wants to send a package to us that we unbox live mm -hmm. on over on the podcast, we we'll will explain we it will, in excruciating detail. We'll explain it in <laughs> excruciating details. And then we'll also put it on online. We'll have a YouTube of us unboxing it. While ripping and, on and unboxing videos. If you do send us something to unbox, it will be the greatest video you have ever seen. <laughs> but guys, we totally got distracted. Oh yeah, what's oh, the person? This totally person asked a question by the Netflix. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I so, say kick out the family over the neighbor. Oh, I. What do you say, Thor? I'm wondering how good of a girlfriend it is. In other words, you know what I'm talking about. I, because Does she not make any money? My my feeling no. is is that in three months he's gonna have to take that away anyway. So from the girlfriend, so why oh. give it to her? You know, then if he has some leverage. See, here's I guess the thing. Her, like maybe she'll keep on, <laughs> keep on. You know, if, I, if the relationship is that bad, Nate, I, I stayed with my it. I stayed with my boyfriend because he had a Netflix account. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was looking for another boyfriend, but no one else had Netflix, so I stayed with him. My my question is, what's going on with the neighbor? That she's in the yard three or four times a week. She she's just like you know doing a lot. Uh, you know that's a lot of yard work. I worry about her. Maybe talk to your neighbor. See okay. if she needs help. I, I feel like everyone's been. No, I think the girlfriend shouldn't have it. And the reason why is, listen, if this is a committed relationship where she's going to have your Netflix account, mm -hmm. maybe she should just be in the same house as you, and you can have your Netflix on your TV. I was just going to say that. It's like giving her the Netflix account is like saying, here, sweetheart, you go off and entertain yourself. 
It's like, no, you want her over in your house. Yeah, you want to be entertained. Hopefully yeah. making a dinner or something, too. Yeah, why would he pay for the milk if he if he gets it for free? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> then you do not go there, okay? <laughs> Oh my heck! Wow. <laughs> this is a conundrum. There's too many. There's too many variables on it. I uh, I have a well, feeling that if you buy a nice cold blanket, it'll come to you what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can hide your hide a lot of sins under a nice cold blanket. <laughs> well put. Well, you know what? I think I, I I'm the bishop. I think that I'm going to make you cardinals or something. Is cardinal less than a bishop or more? It's more. It's more. Oh. That's oh. that's still fair. That's still fair though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is and Ronaldo can be Pope, okay? Pope Ronaldo. Jeez, yes. Okay. This is why you should choose your girlfriend. If you explain to her what's going on, that hey, your neighbor needs this, and your family, whatever, and she stills like, no, I, I need it. I'm more important than them. I don't know. It kind of tells you a little bit more about your girlfriend. Okay, yeah. and I, uh, and if she's super giving, where she's like, "Oh, I totally understand that. Maybe, maybe I should come over more often and mm-hmm. sleep in sleep in your room where you have Netflix, and maybe while you're at work, I can lie in your bed and cry. <laughs> 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 Whatever, you know. I'm just saying, like, uh, but it, we'll let you know what kind of a person she, they are. Yeah, but I would totally do it. I would basically say, "Hi, oh, sweetheart." I, I, I don't want to give you Netflix because I want you over here as much as possible. You know, that, that I'd, I'd go that way. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. Thor, what do you have for us today? I I have another guilty pleasure, guys. I just need to apologize beforehand. So I find these kind of uh, historical kind of cult things, or I should say groups, and... I do it just because I want to study them and figure out what they are, and then I look at them and I'm like, is or this you really cult or not? You better not say this is a cult or not. <laughs> you better not say that at the beginning. We will decide at the end. Okay, okay. So anyway, I'll lay it all out, okay. and you guys, and then I'll tell you if it's a cult or not, okay? All right, let's hear it. <laughs> so Plead your case. Our uh, society today that we're going to be talking about is the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing. And that is the worst name. That <laughs> the, the United. Well, it was done in 1747, I think. So. Okay. Just announcement, though. If you have a, if you're going to start a cult, a religious movement, something like that, and you need to workshop a name, for a low, low fee, we'll do that for you. Yeah. Yes. I think definitely. He, yeah. Nathan is the wordsmith. He really is. He 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 is phenomenal. At that, and, and we so, can add our two bits. So I, I can steer you in the wrong direction, and Nathan and Thor will bring you right back to the to the right place. But I just wanted to be known out there that we can do that. 
Yeah, we can. And unfortunately, we can't. Well, they they do have another name. The United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing is also known as the Shakers. Much better name. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about the Shakers. Uh, Early American history, some a little bit. No. No, no, not at all. Okay, so awesome. Let's talk a little bit about them. Okay, so... uh, the Shakers is actually, uh, they're an offshoot from the Quakers, okay? So the Quakers got together and uh, they're, uh, they were pro- uh, basically a Protestant group. And they had a lot of interesting ideas. Uh, they had female preachers. They had a lot of equality of, of the sexes in their group and stuff like that. That's pretty progressive. Yeah, and in the beginning they were really uh, out there as far as like, having a good old time, you know, screaming and yelling and shaking and so like that. They, that started to die back, though. Oh, so are they doing it? Is that the Quakers that did this? This is the Quakers, yeah. But uh, one of the, the preachers there, Jane uh, Wardley, she's like, you know, I kind of like the spasmatic movements and the talking in tongues and, and uh, writhing on the floor. And so I think that's a really important. So I'm going to kind of make my own movement. So she, and she was a good preacher too. And she started converting people into this splinter group. And so at first, uh, which is the name of the United Society of Believers in Christ Second Appearing, but also they're known as the Shaking Quakers because they're an offshoot from the Quakers or just the Shakers. So this group started getting together and... Uh, Eventually, they decided that Anne Lee was the next person in charge, her mother Anne. After uh, she died? Mm, I think I think Jane might have died, or th- there was a lot of persecution going on and stuff like that. Anyway, they decided there was like some sort of mystical light or something involved in this selection. Anyway, but Anne Lee had it. So she became the next... Uh, leader and uh, was believed to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. So I what? like that. I like no, that they're I did not know this. Yeah, uh-huh. I like that they've picked a woman to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, pretty progressive, That's... pretty interesting. Like. Well, they believe in a dualism of of God. So God has both male and female aspects, uh, and so Christ was the male aspect. So to make equal the next second coming would have to be in a female form. They believed that Christ was not literally the son of God. What happened was when he was baptized, he became kind of adopted okay. as the kind son like of God. like anyone who gets baptized. Well, in, yeah, in, only more so, I guess. Where, where are they? <clears throat> are there scripture references to, to that? Or I think you what? can make the scriptures mean anything you want. No, but that religion. one... Which one? one? The the he he wasn't uh, he wasn't really the, son the son of God, God really until, he got until he got baptized. I I can't think of anything in the scriptures that that would hint to that. Okay, uh, they I'm do curious. they do have something about the dualism in the beginning. God created man and and mm-hmm. woman and so on and so forth and create in His image or something like that. Anyway, they take that kind of thing to mean that. Uh, there is a female and a male aspect to the to deity. So hmm. I, don't anyway. a, I don't have too big a problem with that. So they really believed in the gifts of the spirit, including prophecy. And Anne Lee, or Mother <clears throat> Anne, really she went. She could prophesy like no one else. 
And she recorded a lot of prophecies, a lot, of, especially about Adam and Eve and stuff like that. What kind of Ephesians it says, like, these are the signs that will follow the believers. And mm -hmm. it's like, they'll pick yeah, up yeah. serpents and they'll speak in tongues and they'll, all of these things. And if you believe that scripture, then you would look for people who are shaking, who get overcome by the spirit, who speak in tongues and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Definitely. So there's, there's definitely some stuff go, to go on that way. Anyway... Around 1774 or something else like that, she had a prophecy or a revelation that she needed to go to the United States. She was in England, by the way, and her followers. So she and her husband and about uh, seven other followers boarded a ship to uh, New York and they stopped. And you know how like sometimes like when you're on a flight and stuff like that, you lose like your baggage and stuff like that, you know? Well, yeah. she, she lost her husband. Oh, so <laughs> what? Wow, serious? Yeah. So her husband was like, "I think I'm done," and he found someone else and married them and lived happily ever after. So, oh, so okay, it wasn't like she killed him. No, no, no. He, he didn't. She didn't really lose she just him, lost but him. but he had enough. I, I, it doesn't really. I haven't found out why exactly, but I have a couple sneaking suspicions. Okay, one, she thought she was Christ. Yeah, <laughs> that. Okay, three. Okay. <laughs> Two, every time they had a, any kind of argument, she'd be like, "The Lord has told me oh, <laughs> that it's yeah. your turn to do the dishes or whatever." I mean, the ultimate trump card. Yes. But number three, <laughs> she believed in <clears throat> celibacy. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. yeah, it puts a damper on things. Uh, that sure does. That, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me. So a, a lot of the revelations she had about Adam and Eve involved the celibacy thing. In other words, she thinks or she thought that the original sin was sex. That was the original sin. It makes sense. What is the first commandment the Lord gave Nathan? Well, that was after that was after they left the Garden of Eden. Beforehand, their only okay. Rule. What was the second? <laughs> the only rule was not to eat the fruit. Yeah, and then what was the second? But the commandment? fruit is the the fruit would be sex. Uh, okay, and so no. I can see how. Anyway, so that was her belief system, and Nathan, so you already got your really good comeback on me. Okay, you already got that one. Okay. Stop trying to. I can't do another one. To, no, you, know, right. you can't get another one. <laughs> I'm just saying that is the second commandment oh, was go forth okay. and repopulate. I'm going in, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I, we're only doing the good, the bad, and the culty, and that's just bad, okay? <laughs> that is. We're jumping in there. There's nothing good so about it. So I knew this, and that was why I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty dang culty to me. Anytime you're repressing sexual desires, uh, that has that smacks a little bit of cultiness or not allowing any kind of you know access. So anyway, I involuntarily participated in that practice in high school. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he leaves. She carries on, and uh, around I guess in seventeen or in seventeen eighty in that area, they form the chapter and they start getting together. People start coming in. She's a good preacher and she'd have to be pretty dang good to convince people yeah. to be celibate well remember there were a lot of there were two big spiritual re revivals in that time period and people were really looking for something new and this was kind of a utopia you know taking the world out of it take taking all sin out of it yeah. they were really big on proclaiming your sins 
to the congregation kind of thing, you know, letting everyone know what you've done wrong and and stuff like that. <clears throat> so after after Anne died, uh, some other people came in. Uh, Joseph, McCammon, and some other people. Anyway, there were four main leaders there. And I think Joseph was the one that really set, uh, he set up the commune element of the, of the, the religion. And they really believed in equality, in uh, simplicity. Okay, you to the like bare essentials. Yeah, you don't need all the you modern. don't need all the fancy stuff. Simplicity yeah. and uh, being in a commune where you're sharing everything equally and stuff like that. Is sex still a sin after this after this lady died? Sex has always been a sin to the Shakers. Really? So, how did they expect for make, the? How do they make little shakers? How do they follow? Yeah, how do they make little shakers? <laughs> like Elvis, <laughs> little shakers. Okay, so let me let's talk. Everyone's a little bit about just that. always sinning all the time, and they're always confessing. <laughs> I had sex with my wife again. Yeah. So three times that day, I tell you. <laughs> so when you joined the Shaker religion, if you were married, you immediately got divorced basically men lived together and women lived together in in a in separate places even like passing each other in the hall was forbidden handshakes were were forbidden okay they did not have sex okay that was just not there so you're like how did they do it what converts okay i am and so also horrified <laughs> of this religion right now what a horrible existence so they propagated or they uh, got bigger, the congregation, through converts. And also, they had all sorts of uh, adoption agencies. In other words, they communally adopted children. In other words, where the community would take care of these these orphans. And so... I think I would have had like eight kids and just say it was Immaculate Conception. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know. That's, that, <laughs> it's it easy looks for like you. me. <laughs> It's easy for you to be immaculate. That's true. <laughs> Harder for your wife. Anyway, yeah, so that's how they grew. Is this still going now to this day? Yes. So anyway, let me talk about it, okay? okay. So in its heyday, in the 1840s, there were 5,000 shakers. The biggest it ever got was about 6,000. But the problem is, is that it, it was a hard way of life. You know what I'm talking about? Because of, you know, well, the sex stuff and, and, you know, the communal property and declaring your sins to everyone. It's a hard religion to follow. And all and the shaking. So there was, and all the shaking. Although the shaking actually, that started to die out and they started doing other things like uh, ritualized dance. And a ritualized just like uh, where no one says anything and, and stuff like that. But the United States government stopped giving orphans to religious organizations. So they stopped getting kids that way. In uh, 1957, the people in charge decided to close the Shaker Covenant. And what happened is they were really big into covenants. And you, to become a Shaker, you actually signed a piece of paper in the covenant of the Shaker Covenant. They'd close that. And so... There are only two Shakers left huh. in the United States right now. Two who have signed the covenant. Now, they're letting some people in kind of, but the covenant can't be signed. So there, there's some other people that are around there, but there's only two alive that are true Shakers like that. You know, they have signed the covenant. 
they they're, they've they've done it. So hmm. anyway, now did they maintain that single leader the whole time, or did, did it move to so a so there were four uh, big leaders, and then they went to kind of a group. But I think. From what I get, and I could be completely wrong, there were people set aside that could just go travel around, and they were like the leader, but they were equal leaders. In other words, they go and they could say one thing, and they go off, and then the next person would come by, and he'd be like, "Oh no, do it this way," and and you know, so it was kind and, of a. And they also were able to have sex. <laughs> no, they were not. <laughs> they were not. This was. This is. Uh, they were very. What is the word? Sad. <laughs> obedient obedient yeah they they uh, emphatic they they were they emphatic, were emphatic that's a great, great yeah. word anyway so let's see let's talk about a little bit more about their beliefs so we talked about the equality as I say, men and women were equal, and their women, men, teachers. We do. We talked about dualism. We talked about everything. Uh, well, that I have written down. So now let's talk a little bit about in their heyday what was going on. So Hold on. set the scene. How did they dress? Are these like the Quaker dress, like, like the guy in the oatmeal package? Conservative uh, dress. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the lust of the flesh. Quaker I mean, oats hello. is that from like Quakers? I think it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Did Quakers believe in no sex? No. Okay. But well. they ate a lot of oats. So <laughs> I, I, I'm seriously thinking about doing Quakers in a, a while, but I, I guess I can't because, well, anyway, I'll, I'll explain later on. Okay, sorry. So uh, they had these communal things, and they, uh, the men did stuff, the women did stuff like that. Uh, women were involved in the sewing, and, and the and the men were tilling the fields, and so on and so forth. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, there there wasn't. So everyone yeah. worked really hard, and uh, they're known for like their furniture, very simplistic but very well made furniture. In fact, it's a hot commodity right now. The uh, shaker shaker chairs are like. Ooh, you know that that's the cool thing uh right now they're worth a lot of money um but they were also very inventive okay uh, so people might be thinking oh they're like the uh what are the the groups amish. the amish yeah they are not the amish they were on the cutting edge of things they didn't have factories or anything because it was a community and you can't have factories and stuff like that but they were inventors and they did technology uh they developed the circular saw Oh, really? Yeah. Clothespins come from the shakers. Okay? Yep. Flat brooms, they come from the shakers. Interesting. Really? Yeah. You guys know what flat brooms are? It took me a while to figure out what flat brooms are. They're the brooms that are like this. In the line. Yeah, yeah, in the line. Because it would be, you know, you just take the the willow leaves or the the straw, and it was in a big circle thing, but they made it flat. So modern-day brooms are basically... From the shakers. Um, uh, rotary. Uh, they invented the condom. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that is good. Uh, rotary. Uh, hair, hair, in other words, like when you're tilling the ground and it's used hair, that rotator. 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 Yeah, rotator. But it uses the, the spinning disc. That's them. Okay. They, huh. Yeah, they, they did that. Uh, and also, like, they were big into music and stuff like that. 
Uh, I know one of their songs, Tis a Gift to be Simple. You guys heard mm. that one? Tis a gift to be simple. Tis a gift, gift to be free. Tis a gift to come blah, blah, down blah, blah, where blah, you blah, want blah, to blah. be. Yep, that is theirs. Okay. Nathan, if you ever went to church, you would know this song. Oh, sorry. That, was not, that is not in our church. It was not. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's in, it's in you our guys hymnal, know it then? It? No, no. Oh. Because I sang it in children's oh. choir. So... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in in some movies and stuff like that. It's it's a somewhat famous song. So, anyway, uh, what else can I say? Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, they were very well educated. Their children were very well educated. In fact, people in the community that weren't Shakers would send their kids to the Shaker school because the Shakers uh, school was was well done. They they did a good job. And don't come back until you're shaking. Yep. Interestingly <laughs> enough. Uh, that it was split into sexes. So, in other words, the women or the girls, they went to school in the summer, and the boys went to school in the winter time. Okay. Yeah. So, because the boys were being doing farm work in the summer, and the girls would be uh, doing yeah. It, it, so that was the the split. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you'd always have kids home. Yeah, you always have something, someone to do the chores, right? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I no, you wouldn't because you didn't have sex. <laughs> and they weren't your kids. <laughs> but anyway, as I say, there was a very large turnover rate for uh, for this group. So I believe it because people would join being like, "Oh, oh, this is great," and then after a while, they're like, "I can't do it any longer." Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure like, it would it's be. It's not. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I quit maybe so once a week. It's like being it's like being a, a missionary. You know, being a missionary, two years is a long time to be a missionary. And it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. I'm just saying like that. I don't understand how how bishops can do it for the Catholic Church for their whole life. Or be celibate at be that. celibate. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, well, well that, might that might be changing. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. Well, I, but I, I still I, I still feel like it's just yeah, that's a huge. That's a huge sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice. It is. It is that talk about not, showing devotion. Not just not just uh, absence of sex, but absence of of everything, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So. And anyway, there you have it, guys. Is there any questions you have about? You don't feel like they are a cult. Nope, I don't. Why? Okay, for a couple reasons. Now, at first, you listen to the sexual practice, and you're like, wow. That that's that's hard, but but there was a huge turnover rate. Okay, and number one, huge turnover rate. Number two, they took these orphans in, but at a certain age, they basically said, "You guys can do what you want. You know, you go do there." Okay, so they they didn't you know force people and ostracize them okay, if they didn't. So a controlling no, behavior yeah. wasn't there. Number three, I remember I talked about how kids that weren't part of the Shakers could go to school with them. In other words, so they were their own community, but they weren't completely throwing everyone out. You know what I'm talking about? But I don't think that that's not culty. Culty doesn't mean that you throw people out. I'm just Most saying of the time, culty people want... I mean, a lot of times they'll want them to come in. Like flirty fishing, they never threw anyone out. They tried to get as many people in. They had different tactics. Yeah, but this is this is a community allowing other members of the community to come in. This this is different. Uh, I I feel that that, now, that that's is a different. Pro- I think it's I think it's not. I think it's a pride thing too. Because if you have other people saying, "Hey, we want our children to go to you," it's more likely that some of those people will stay. 
That's not, you know, no. you, it, it's, you will get some membership that way. When they released the kids, did, was it like a, like Rome Springer? Like, mm. like when, like the Amish get when they Somewhat. can, they can yeah. do whatever they want for uh, until they come back. No, and no, decision. it wasn't. I, I don't think it was quite that. Okay. Uh, that that's a little bit different. Uh, but it was as adults. You're like, okay, you guys, you know, do what you want. You know, we've trained you in this skill or whatever, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I, I understand, Gunnar. But remember, this is a really hard way to live, and so you're going to lose more people being an open community you're going to lose most more people going out than than coming in you are yeah and and the fact that they let that happen to me says they're they're not really a cult even though they have some well religious practices that i'd have a hard time with that that the the first leader the second leader she they claimed that she was christ Emily, yeah Emily, yeah but Mm -hmm. Did she, when she died, is that when, she, or did she, did the leadership change while she was still alive? No, when she died. I think it's, this was a cult that had failure to take off. Yeah. I think, and, I think it's yeah. as much a cult as our first cult was, where they did the, the. The UFOs? The, well, the UFOs. What's her name? Where she, the, she predicted on Christmas that. Oh, the the they're gonna come down, and they're gonna come down this time. She predicted mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Um, I think it, yeah, it's I like think, that. I think it's this is more of a cult. Okay, uh, mm. claiming that you're Christ mm-hmm. and having followers. You're, you're right. That's a cult right there, there immediately. You've talked me into it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is. Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, it has a no, little no, bit. No, no, no. If you claim stuff. that you're Christ <laughs> and you have followers that are still following you. You're a cult. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're okay. right. <laughs> and you throw in the celibacy. So. <laughs> and you throw in celibacy. And the yeah. shaking. <laughs> and the That's, shaking, yes. I don't know. I, uh, it would make uh, church a little bit less boring. Is that yeah, you did have, like, you, every once in a while, you would start shaking and fall to the ground. Yeah. I think I would just get annoyed by it. I remember going to like fast and testimony meeting in the mm-hmm. LDS church and I would play a game when it was fast and testimony. It would mm-hmm. be like people would come up and bear their testimony about their church. And I would like close my eyes because I knew that my, my aunt would be one of the people she always was uh-huh. and she would carry on and on and, and on. on and she'd go up there cry and that kind of stuff. And so I'd try to guess the people with my game. I keep my eyes closed and then, and then when it was her, it was like, it was just funny. <laughs> so. Okay. One kid in our in one of in one of the wards I was in, he'd get up, and every once in a while, like, he was an eight-year-old, and he would get up and he would start talking about MacGyver, awesome. <laughs> and he'd apply MacGyver to the gospel. Love it. It I was it. the greatest thing. Everybody and there were like some fam- some people that really hated, and I just love it. I mean, like, <laughs> what is he gonna say next, <laughs> MacGyver? And he's like. He's prepared with the gospel because he has a paper clip and he knows he has the tools. And he is like, I love oh, I'm That's just, good. Yeah, I'm like, this kid is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, guys, so we're uh, some it's two to one, I guess, that it's a cult. Yeah, Gunner. <laughs> it's okay. a cult. You're, you're right. Anyone who claims to be Christ is a cult. Would you consider 
when Jesus was here or the, or the, the afterward, he, he, the first was part of Christianity. Cult. Yeah, it was a cult. Yeah. In fact, they said it. It was a Jewish cult. Yeah. That, that's what it was known as. Of course, cult didn't have the connotation that it does nowadays. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah it, was, it was totally a cult. It was totally considered a cult. Hmm. Early Christianity. The good, the bad, and the culty. Now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong. The good, the bad, and the culty? Yeah, the good. The good. Inventions. Oh, I know. Isn't that awesome? That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. We should patent something. Oh, yeah. We should. Invent something and patent it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? You know, the singing. Uh, it's a nice song. Uh <laughs> the fact that they let people leave uh, without too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, they were going to have that, a hard time finding knowledge. the bad stuff except for the no sex. Oh, man, that's a big bad stuff. <laughs> that's a hard one. Oh, are we are we on the bad already? Uh, let's see. Anything else that's really good that I want? Good schools. No. Yeah, schools. Yeah, schools. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Obviously. No sex. Yeah. Obviously. Ever. No, uh, not, okay, see, yeah, the, the no sex, but then there's also the extreme of putting, having all the men live together and all the women live together. You know how gross that is? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking, like, in a sexual way. You know, okay, although there may be some of that, but we'll talk about it in the, I, like, living with a roommate is so much different than living with your wife or someone mm, else. It is. Um... There's you learn a lot more from I think the opposite sex living with them than I did ever with my my friends living with them. Yeah. Being married truly is a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I think that their their lack not just lack of merit or lack of sex but lack of marriage and that companionship. It, it, it totally uh, it's it's like uh, being damned. You're you're stopping yourself from learning. Hmm. Uh, there are, I was just thinking, there are a couple religious organizations right now that really frown upon sex, like Hare Krishnas, right? Yeah, the Krishnas don't, it, they, sex is just for procreation. That's it. So yeah. you only have it when woman's ovulating. Yeah. And that's when you can have sex, and then after that, it's like, nope. Well, are we doing them ever? <laughs> we, no, we, we need, need to. to. We need okay, to. so we need to. you'll hear this story twice then, Okay. <laughs> When me and Callie were going through and we were trying to have children, like we were doing that, it, I hated it. Oh, yeah. We did. We actually had more sex, but it was just sex. It, and it was like... It felt very forced. It was very forced. It was, get it over now. Come on, hurry up. Get her done. And just like... Get her done. Yeah, get yeah. her done. Come on, it's done. And like, I just remember several times I'm just like in the middle of striding and I hear that. And I'm like, meow. <laughs> it's gone. I'm like, uh, I can't get an erection with you like that. That just does not turn me on. Quick, yeah. Gunner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a time when uh, Susan wanted to get pregnant, and we did. We had a lot of sex, but it felt like it, it felt kind of forced. Oh, I did. I, I talked to her about it, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then we stopped. Uh, we stopped doing it. That that kind of, you know. No, we it, we went yeah, more the more natural, the spontaneous, spontaneous thing. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, see anything else bad? 
believing that you're a Christ? Yeah, I think I mean, it's bad. No, I think it's bad. I mean, I mean, there are some telltale signs that you're not Christ. <laughs> there are some pretty good telltale signs that you're not Christ. Yeah, I let's just say that I'd be very disappointed in Christ if Christ was like Anne Lee, okay? <laughs> not, not if Christ was a woman, but if Christ were Anne Lee. Okay. Yeah, in other words, you know, the, the gifts of the Spirit is talking in tongues and prophesying. That's well and good, but I do need to see the occasional miracle and healing, you know, well, so Or so theology, forth. Jesus. I'm, frankly, if that's what Christ is come back again as, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little like, disappointed. really too. disappointed. I mean, you get a lot of hype in the scriptures, Nathan. You really do. Yeah. And so, there's no level. It's it's like learning about Michael Jordan and and then seeing him play his last year. You're like, oh, he's not as good as everybody said he was. But when you see him in his prime, ooh-wee. Yeah. <laughs> and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. What do we take on from this? Let's take Michael Jordan on. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a member of the Magistrate Collector. No, I don't think he should be, actually. No, I doesn't think so. No, I, I, I'm not a I think fan that, of Michael I think Jordan. most basketball players shouldn't. Yeah. There's there's a couple that I think probably could be. Yeah, like Rodney. Yeah, yeah Rodney, right. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, no, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, that's what I mean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do we have? Uh... Yeah, so what else are we going to take on? You want to patent something. <laughs> no, I'm, I think, how about if we had this speaking in tongues? <laughs> so, Have you seen him do that? So it's some so of their, some of their music crazy. is actually uh, a musical rendition of that, of speaking tongues. In other words, I have... They just, it's all nonsense really? words. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, especially early on. They were really a very experimenta- ex- experimentative in, in their music stuff. They, you know, be like, you know, like Gregorian chant in uh, weird tongue, you know, uh, and uh, other things going on. Yeah. I, uh, I have a very strong aversion to that sort to of To speaking stuff. in tongues? Uh, well, they call it speaking in tongues, but it's just talking shit. <laughs> Okay, it's not speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is something completely different. Maybe we should uh, encourage people to learn a second language. Oh, I like that. Duolingo. <laughs> you sign up, you get a uh, special discount. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you um, know, if we could get Rosetta Stone as a sponsor, <laughs> now would be the perfect time to introduce it. I think maybe we can have Dad te- teach a course on learning languages. How to learn them? How to learn them? Because I know he did a doctorate on it. You're and right. Different ways. You know, we of could do it. a Patreon, uh, have a lesson there. Uh, some just pearls of wisdom. Just yeah, because that'd be kind of cool. Down. that would be cool. Like, do you learn vocabulary? Do you learn syntax? Yeah. Do you learn, what do you do first? Do you just read? Do you listen to people? And he's he's done enough languages. He should have it down by now. He's doing one. He's learning Icelandic. Yeah, he's learning he's Icelandic. Just going, he's like, oh, I'm going to learn Icelandic. He, he says he's got a, a thousand words or so. No, he has more than that. More than that now. Yeah, yeah. he has way more than that. He's, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the conjugation. The conjugation, I think, is. I bet the first thing he's going to talk about is conjugation. Yeah. Uh, because I, I'm curious about it. Are you guys like this idea, or is that I a do bad like idea? this idea? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So encourage people to be bilingual. Yeah. And and we'll have a uh, we'll we'll get Eric to do a 30 minute So you'll get a a lesson from a person who has a the doctorate master. in in languages. Yes. That is awesome. I like this idea. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Let's do it.
wait a second before we go. No. Once again, all you listeners out there have staved off the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. Oh, thank thank you. heavens. It's good because I actually bought some citrus trees and it would be a shame for my citrus trees to go up in flames. <laughs> so <laughs> with the apocalypse. With the apocalypse. Yeah. So yes, uh-huh. So I appreciate that. So anyway, next week, uh, I assume there's another apocalypse scheduled, right? Yeah, on the calendar. This coming Wednesday. Wednesday, eleven fifty nine PM. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. So guys, you know what to do? Listen to the next episode to stave off the apocalypse one more time. Yeah. Well, we're counting on you. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult!